Welcome everybody to the Three Beards Podcast. My my name is Craig. I'm Austin right here. We got got working on your side. We're trying to get Facebook up, and I think it's going to go live here in a second. Here, um, they were just down, so I got that reconnected. We have an author, Mike Ricksecker, with us. Uh, author, uh, very accomplished author. I mean, most people know Haunted Road Media, um, Connected Universe Portal. Uh, he's got his own. Uh, his own podcast, um, you know, just, which is an amazing show. He's been on TV for everything from the Alaska triangle history channels, ancient alien. My ghost story is really looking forward to this. Um, he's written a great, a complete guide to shadow people a walk in the shadows. And we're going to be talking to him tonight. Um, our topic, the Alaskan triangle, he wrote the book, Alaska's mysterious triangle. Got right here really fascinating story about um, just detailing all of these events. I mean, between 16,000 people that have just mysteriously disappeared, entire aircraft just disappearing off radar with no trace. Uh, It's it basically, it's the frozen Bermuda triangle is what it, what it is. It's a really, really cool thing. It's most people. And the crazy part is a lot of people don't even know about this. And um, I can't pronounce the name, I'm not sure if he can or not, but it basically, it just, when you see it, it goes from what used to be called Barrow, you know, to Juno over to, I, I believe it's in the Yukon. I'm trying to remember the, the other point, but there's this tri- the triangle point, and like I said, and we'll show that up on the map, but we're going to do that right here. So just everybody sit back, enjoy. We have got Mike Ricksecker. He's joining us right now. Welcome to the Three Beards Podcast. Craig, along with Austin and Chris. Passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century. Let me out. Austin, we're not going to be, um, we're not going to have Chris tonight. He's getting ready for part of the trip. And apparently I'm in a Prince phase right now. I just know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going all purple here. <laughs> I've got the Prince shirt. I decided, I'm like, well, the hats, what's going to match? So I went with the Orlando Solar Bears just because it's purple. And then I just, apparently I went with uh, Mike's Black Cherry. So it's, it's purple too. So apparently I'm in a purple phase right now. So if it rains, that would be very ironic outside, which is so. Just with no hat, barely hair, you know, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah, so that's what I said. Yeah. Just, this is the gone it's to very, rest in peace, bright. sir. Gone you know, to, like, yeah. It's like a normal purple. It's bright. <laughs> like it's just, yes. Yeah. It's purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. 
That's right. So at this time, let's bring on Mike Ricksecker because I'm sure he's just enjoying the Prince banner. So, so that's, yeah. How are you, <laughs> <Absolutely>. sir? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys tonight? Good. So what's your favorite Prince song? Um, Put you on the spot. Yeah. That's what, that's, um, you know, Purple Rain is amazing. Uh, let's yeah. let's go crazy is one of one of my favorite favorite. Well, and just too, his so. performance at the Super Bowl was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those little known things. It's like he's he was one of those guys that was just an absolute talent. I mean, he yeah. could play all the instruments. He could do all this. I mean, it is. And then um, before we get too crazy, it's like which favorite baseball team? Because mine's Mariners. Red Sox. Red Sox. See, there you go. I don't I don't have a problem with that. I uh, all right. I think it was like Samson. I think Johnny Damon's um, his his downfall was when he went to the Evil Empire and cut that hair. That's right. And, there you and go. And that's it was, what. Yeah, he went from being the hair and the beard were gone. Yeah, that's he'd be right. a Hall of Famer right now. He'd probably be up there to, we, with the names. Probably you know this is gonna probably be sacrilege me saying this, but he's probably gonna be right up there with Babe Ruth. You know, it's just, uh, he said in name that where everybody's gonna be like, oh my god, this is a legend. But no, he had to join Babe Ruth's team, the the Stripes, and look yeah. at him now. Where is he? I don't know. <laughs> He's hanging out somewhere. That's right. So yeah, we're not even going to talk about my team, the Mariners. They're they're a roller coaster of a team. They're good. They're bad. Ugh. But yeah, so we're talking. They had a good run of it this year so far. Yeah, they, they. I mean, when they did thirteen straight, I was like, yeah. maybe, 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 and then they dropped four in a row. I was like, yeah, there they are. Come on, come on. My my team this July. I mean, they were rolling through June. July hit, and um, yeah, that twenty eight to five shellacking by the Blue Jays. Yeah. Oh, I'll that was putting right out of the All Star break. Yeah, no <laughs> I think I think probably the worst part of that whole game was that inside the park home run. Oh, it was terrible. That was just like that. At that point, it was it was literally it was like it's like have you guys played the game before? You know <laughs> yeah, how to play baseball, right? <laughs> yeah, July was just like total little league month. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. you're in Boston. How do you lose the ball in the sun? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it, yeah it was just it was get, it kind of making me think about that like how you know teams you know it's like this is why you guys should think about how you orient the, the stadiums you know think about the time these games are played probably right. not the best yeah but hey all right enough baseball talk everybody who's here for the alaskan triangle so check you can find this book amazon um you, i believe if i'm not mistaken there is a link to it on your website as well yeah, Mike yeah. Uh, go to MikeRicksecker.com. You can get a link yep. to that and all the other books. Yeah, and that is I'm going to have it up on screen here right now, right there. there yeah, and there you go. Click right there. Buy it now, along with the other books. I like the, the books, nice the little tours, plug for all your other books right there. <laughs> um, yeah, you've. Like I said well traveled. Um, I mean, it's it's an honor having you on the show because it's this. You're well well known, especially in the circle. I mean, it's just it's you know it's when, when we can get people like yourself you know on the show. It's it's quite an honor because it's just you know it makes you know it's like yes we've made it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate so we, you guys having me on. Definitely. Yeah, no, it, it, it's an honor. Um, so we we are going to be talking the Alaska Triangle. I'm going to be bringing up photos and showing those as we um, as we talk about this. What is you know because the book you know there's been lots of people that have talked about stuff what was your you know when you set out to do this what what was the main thing that you wanted to accomplish and tackle you know when it came to this book that you know other things just haven't covered what was that one that you'd say like that one piece that this is the one where i need to cover this because this is this has been overlooked too much 
Um, you know, that, that's, uh, that's an interesting question because with the, with the television show, uh, the Alaska Triangle, we covered a lot of topics, you know, a large variety of different things, you know, anything from, um, you know, paranormal activity to the UFO sightings, to the missing people, to the cryptids. So it was like a lot of, of everything. What I wanted to make sure to get in there was some of the, um, some of the overlooked history, uh, some places that may, um, may have been a little more out of the way. My personal experiences that I had being up there for three years, uh, you know, I, which, um, you know, as a young airman to straight out of high school is 18 years old. And I, uh, of course I got trained in Texas and Mississippi and, you know, they send me to Alaska. So, so what did you do wrong? Right, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> usually when you get shipped off to some remote station, it's like you know mm -hmm. so, somewhere you you stepped on the sergeant's toes too many times, and he's just like, right. yeah, Alaska, <laughs> get him out, <laughs> get him out of here. I don't want to yeah. see him again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I wanted to make sure that uh, what I did was you know to to cover a large variety of different topics that would interest a lot of people, and uh, you know also give them an you know, that idea that this is, um, you know, this is a really you know interesting location that, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, strange, you know, electromagnetic magnetic activity around the world, not just like the Bermuda Triangle, which this is always related to, but, um, you know, like the, uh, the pyramid, Stonehenge, things like that. When we talk about that earth energy, that's one of the things that's uh, supercharging this triangle area. And so I wanted to make sure people understood that. Yeah, I put that up on screen so people could see. I mean, one of the biggest things you've talked about in several of your shows, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I try not to have you repeat the same stuff over and over again, but I don't think a lot of people honestly understand the vastness of Alaska. I mean, you could fit almost the entire eastern seaboard in the, yeah. in the state of Alaska. And that, I mean, when that people are like, are you serious? I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. it is that big. I mean, somebody in, like, if you want to go from Juneau to Fairbanks, that is almost the equivalent of going from Miami to New York city. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely That's massive. People, and you're right. People don't understand that because when they see a map of the United States, it gets tossed in the corner somewhere because it's not part of you know, what we call the continental United States. Or when you're in Alaska, they call it the lower 48. Mm -hmm. Um, but so they, you know, they look at the map of the United States and they see, you know, Texas, and, you know, Texas is, is huge. And they see California off there in the West, but Alaska is two and a half times the size of Texas. So, you know, Texas is not, it's, it's not small. Near. Yeah. Yeah. It's small in comparison to, to Alaska. So it's, it, yeah, it's absolutely massive. It's over 600,000 square miles. And if anybody sees the Alaska, is it anybody that's from Alaska? You re, it's referred to, they ask, where are you on the face? Yeah. And so you just, you see like down here, you'll see on the thing, this is, you've got the ponytail, which is right, right around, you know, in the bottom here, you've got the, the beard. Then you've got the chin, you got the nose, the forehead. So this is the face. And so when people say it's just, you'll ask, it's like, where are you on the face? And people will point, well, I'm right here. Yeah. You know, where do you live in Alaska? You know, it's like, if you see them, you think they're absolutely nuts when they're sitting there pointing at their nose. Well, no, they, that's, that's where they live in Alaska because it, it looks it like, looks like. It looks like face. So that's, yeah. Oh, and to, uh, to, to let you know, cause I, uh, cause I heard you mention it earlier. So Barrow was named to Yukiavik. It took me a long time to learn how to say that. <laughs> yes. I, I saw that. I'm like, I'm not even going to try. I yeah. mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's one of those where you just butcher it just terribly. But yeah, there's no, it's so when, when people say like, well, how could these people go missing? Um, population. I love the way you ex described it in 
a show I just I watched today. You said the population is comparable to the city of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. in, but unlike San Francisco, 16,000 people just suddenly disappear in San Francisco. Well, there's going to be missing people's report. There's going to be all this number, police are going to be looking. Well, what's happening in Alaska is you go hiking you literally are hundreds of miles away from the other per- another person. You go missing, a bear eats you, you fall on a cravat. Just nobody is ever going to find your remains. I mean, it's going to be hundreds of years from now, and people are going to try to figure out what were these two people doing, you know, out here, you know, and they're going to try to piece together how. They, but those were those two hikers that nobody found. Right, and that's, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's massive up there. So sure, you have um, you know people that go, go missing out in the woods like that. And maybe they got eaten by a bear. Um, you know, maybe they just got lost and could never find their way back. Um, you have people, of course, that get kidnapped, but, uh, what's, what's bizarre is yeah, the, the, the sheer number, it, it's an excessive number of people. And some of these you know, go missing in, in broad daylight in front of people. One of the more notorious ones. Um, and this isn't even getting into like missing airplanes and all that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the, uh, the Mount Marathon race uh, about 10, 12 years ago, Michael Lemater, he's running up the hill, you know, it's just like everybody else and just goes missing right out of the race. You know, they will go scouring the area looking for him. Um, you know, see, did he did fall off the path somewhere? Is he hurt? You know, what ha- never found again. They have no idea whatever happened to him in the middle of a race. How does that and happen? I, yeah. And I was wondering about, cause that was one of the things you referred to um, and a couple of the times too is, when you have some of these things, people hear that electronic, you know, that no, that sound along with that fog. And I've often wondered if it's like the different theories are like a portal opens up, something mm-hmm. opens up and just, you basically step through it and you're in a whole nother place. But then there's the other ones where it seems, and, and I was going to ask you, does it seem to be consistent? Cause the Bermuda triangle was the same way. Does that electronic, the fog and that noise, does that seem to coincide with possibly the time slips where you actually go through time and then that's why you're hearing that different, that audible sound as opposed to just you went through it? I mean, it's it, it's quite possible. You do hear that in some of these other locations, um, you know, Bermuda Triangle, uh, especially with with Bruce Gernon's incident that he had there uh, traveling through the what he called an electronic fog. And then all of a sudden, in the span of three minutes, he had traveled 100 miles in the city of Miami's below him. Um, and you do hear that, you know, that story from you know, people from all over that have had these different types of experiences that um, they might see a fog, they might hear uh, that electronic sound. Uh, I do think some of these end up being, you know, something like a time slip um, or really almost some sort of time travel. You know, the way Bruce Gernon kind of, you know, moved through that fog and suddenly was, you know, had traveled 100 miles miles uh in in the span of just a couple minutes you know that's that's some sort of time travel there yeah it's, um i'm looking up here one here because i was trying to get a a picture picture um she there's one uh, one of the ones that were talking it, it, jared's like he was joking around it's like it's aliens obviously well actually there there <laughs> <laughs> there is actually uh, there is a really consistent thing with a lot of these things there is the paranormal activity like ufo sightings mm-hmm. you know the things it's a fairly common occurrence yeah it seems there. to be a lot more ufo sightings around these type of areas um you know whether it's 
the Alaska Triangle, Bermuda Triangle. Um, you have the Lake Michigan Triangle, Dragon Triangle. There, there's all these different triangle areas all over the world, and they seem to have more of these type of sightings. And there's, you know, a, a couple of different theories for that. You know, one, uh, are they using the uh, the extra electromagnetic activity that's in these areas to, uh, you know, charge up their, uh, you know, their craft because they're not going to be using, they're not going to be using the same Newtonian physics as us. Uh, they're going to be using something else uh, because it's just, you, you can't, you can't bring that much fuel across the cosmos. Uh, they would, they would age out too, uh, too soon anyway. So, you know, how yeah. are they traveling? You know, what's their propulsion system? We don't know, but they could be using that energy to charge. And then the other idea is, you know, maybe, you know, instead of, um, you know, using a propulsion system to uh, to move across the cosmos, maybe they are using some sort of portal technology. Maybe they have figured out, you know, the Einstein-Rosen bridge, you know, a, a wormhole or, or something like that, and they're using that energy to to access it. Yeah, because often, you know, as you've one of the things like you've you know, it seems to be a passion, like from the shows is, is time travel. Mm -hmm. seems to be one thing that you really like. And I've always interstellar. I, I just, I, yeah. it's one of the things, <laughs> so that's one of the things yeah. I have one of the hardest times wrapping my head around that one. Cause it just seems like everything would be like on a linear thing. It's like, if I'm gone for 10 minutes, I'm gone for 10 minutes. But it's when they talk about the gravity wells and when you're here, it's like, no, every minute we're on here is like deck, you know, it's like, it's like years back home five minutes on this planet is the same as like 15 years back home. And I'm like, I'm just, my mind's just, you know, trying to wrap around that. Right. Because yeah. That's it. Yeah. In, in a fictional world, they're trying to explain relativity. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, the idea at the end there, when, when he gets into the Tesseract, um, you know, that kind of like just really, well, cause most of the movie is, you know, they're traveling through the cosmos. They're trying to save humanity. And all of a sudden they throw a bunch of, um, you know, dimension, dimensional concepts at you. Oh, so yeah. if you were in a, if you were in a 5d space, cause you had, and it's funny, I'm actually gonna be talking about this in, in my class tonight, um, on the connected universe portal. Um, you know, your, your different dimensions that you have. Uh, so first dimension is a line. Second dimension is a plane, you know, like a piece of paper. Uh, third dimension is 3d, you know, object. Fourth dimension is time. So we exist in the dimension of time and our, um, you know, our it, time is just a you know, a thing that we use to kind of describe our reality and how we're, uh, you know, moving through the universe. Um, but from that dimension, you're able to see everything that's that's below it. So we can see 3D. Um, you know, we can see 2D, all that. The problem is seeing a dimension that's above you. Um, in the Ancient Aliens episode that, that I was on, we were actually talking about shadow people, but we got into... Um, different dimensions. Michio Kaku has a great analogy there mm -hmm. talking about fish. He's like, okay, take fish in the pond um, you know, and say that's 2D space, okay? They have no concept of the three-dimensional space around them, everything, the world, the universe that's outside their pond. And you know, they have no idea about the garden that's there or the, uh, you know, or the sidewalk or the house that might be back. They only know their little pond. So now take the fish out of the pond that would be like, you know, he, he relates us to being the fish. You know, what they would be totally blown away by seeing that universe. Well, okay, you take us out of our dimensional space to the next level, uh, we'd be totally blown away. And what Interstellar does is they take, um, they take us out of the uh, 
the fourth dimension, time. It put us in the fifth, in which you can mm -hmm. see, you can see time, uh, and, and they represent it as a. It's kind of funny. They they actually take the fifth dimension and make a three D model of it because that's all our minds can really perceive. But so this is yeah, the way yeah. we described it. So like every single moment that's ever happened in that little girl's room, he can see. So with these concepts of, of time travel and, and what have you. So I have something I call stack time theory where, you know, uh, take where you're sitting right now. Every moment that has happened is happening and will happen are all happening concurrently. And when we have these various time slips, we don't really don't know what the catalyst is, but something has happened that two of those moments in time are resonating at the same frequency and you get a glimpse of them. You might even be able to travel between them depending on how strong that resonance is. And so some of these different ghosts that we see or time slips or something like that, um, some of these shadow entities, you know, may actually be that, that's not actually a, like a ghost or, a, um, you know, a shadow or a shimmer person or whatever that we're seeing, we're actually seeing some sort of, of time slip. And you hear these interesting stories. It's like something out of the others where, yeah. you know, the, the ghost turns and looks at the person as if they're the ghost instead of them. Well, that's often been, um, because I'm not sure if I've heard this. I can't remember where I heard this theory before, but a mirror is you and some in, in the mirror, you coming to that point at the same exact time. Uh, well, what's interesting like about it yeah, was interesting you go through there. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. No, you're like good. A, yeah, like I told you before, I'm still kind of getting over COVID a little bit here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's interesting about mirrors is it's actually, even though it's like really, really fast, um, it's actually a glimpse of yourself in the past. You know, that little bit of time that it takes for that projection to come back to you. I mean, that is a little bit of time. So you're actually seeing yourself in the past, even though it's very, very slight. That's cool. Yeah, that, I, just, I didn't even actually think that just until right now. I mean, that it, it is true. It is, it basically, it's just that brief moment. Yeah, it's that reflection is exactly what, what just happened. Yeah. It was almost like space balls. When did, when did it happen? <laughs> just now. Instant cassettes. <laughs> We're looking yeah. at now. Yeah. <laughs> when does then become now? Just did. When? Just now. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's. No, and we. What happened to then? That was before. Yeah. Oh God, I love that! I love that movie. That was, yeah, it is. It one of those like when we're talking, you kind of loop back to where we're talking about the aliens. That um, when you have up there, you have. I think it was the first episode of that show, um, Alaska Triangle, was the one about Mount Hayes, the secret base. I believe it, yeah, that was the first depends, episode. Yeah, it depends on where you watched it. Like the original run of it, um, the the first episode was uh, on the missing Douglas, but when they've put it out onto other platforms they've jumbled it up and now on some on some platforms mount hayes is the first episode so go that could it. that could be yeah because i just remember the guy flying in you know and i'm like oh mm -hmm. cool they're like yeah james fox and yeah. nothing happened i'm right. like oh. nothing happened in that one yeah <laughs> just yeah all of a sudden the pilot's sorry like, hey, spoiler alert yeah. spoiler alert i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah that it's they that was one of the things because too when you when you dive into that I mean, that honestly could be why there's a lot of UFO activity. I mean, that could be why there's missing, missing planes, missing stuff. That could just be they've encountered something that is around there because, believe it or not, there's a huge military, you know, because you know, oh, it's easy to do research out there because there's nobody out there. A moose isn't going to talk about the craft that just went flying over. It, no, it's it's no. really easy to test out there because, like I said, 
that one crazy guy that lives in the the five by five cabin out there is is you know who's he going to tell? Right. You know, yeah, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that. And it's and it's it is. It's the last. You know, it's the last true frontier. I think besides, maybe besides um, Russia, because they yeah, have that vast yeah, space. I mean, Siberia and places like that. Yeah, yeah. that's also. I mean, yeah, you still have uh, tribes uh, in Russia that, um, and they're really interesting. But they're like. Uh, um, God, I forget their name, but they're a reindeer tribe. So they just, they, they herd the reindeer and they use them, you know, they, you know, pick certain mm -hmm. select ones and, you know, they'll, you know, they'll eat them and they'll, you know, make their clothing and they'll make their little, you know, tents and that's it. And, and they're still doing that to this day, you know, and they've been doing it for thousands of years. So, um, yeah, you have some, some few locations on earth that are still extremely remote like that. Alaska's uh, certainly one of them. And yeah, massive military presence there though. Uh, you're right. They can do a lot of testing there. Um, it's one of the reasons why HARP was up there. And then, um, also what's interesting about, uh, Alaska, uh, is that, you know, we talk about, and, and people are skeptical about, okay, you're talking about, uh, you know, ETs and extraterrestrials, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're talking about cryptids, you're talking about this paranormal activity. Uh, yeah, but the uh, in the 60s, U.S. Department of the Interior did a, a pretty large survey, 100,000 square miles, which is still only one-sixth of Alaska, um, 100,000 square miles, where they uh, discovered five uh, what they call distinct magnetic characteristics there, and they uh, classified some of them as negative anomalies. So here you have the U.S. government saying, yeah, we know that there's strange electromagnetic activity here. You know, it's actually measurable. So um so it's, it's not so far-fetched. Plus, you have, you know, all the, you have seismic activity up there. There's a lot of earthquakes. Uh, people don't really think about that. But the uh, second largest earthquake ever recorded in the world uh, was there near Anchorage, Alaska, um, back in 1964. Uh, you have mm -hmm. all kinds of volcanic activity. When I first went up there in, in 1992, there had just been a volcanic eruption uh, right across the Cook Inlet. Uh, the Aleutian Islands have a lot of active volcanoes uh, to this oh, yeah. massive yep. ancient caldera that's right there. And then you have, um, you know, all the uh, solar activity that's there. There's a reason why we have the Aurora Borealis. And that's because the magnetic shield around the earth is actually thinner up there. And you have those solar flares, the solar wind that's, that's kicking off of, uh, you know, the ionosphere there. That's why we see the Aurora Borealis, but it's actually helping to supercharge all that energy that's there. So it's like this fantastic cocktail of, of energy that's there. Do you think that's part of the reason why, I mean, it's, it's not, obviously I think there'd probably be a lot more reports if there's more people, but there's, you see a lot of, there's certainly the Bigfoot, you know, the mm -hmm. reports out there. There's not, um, I haven't, I don't think there's a whole lot of dog man or anything, you know, reports out there, <laughs> but it seems to be, it seems to really be something along that lines um, out there. And it, lately, like I've been noticing, it seems to be a really a huge correlation between um, aerial phenomenon and Bigfoot at, almost at the same time, which, you know, I think some of you said it best and I've, I've kind of stuck with it that, you know, is Sasquatch really space Chewbacca? <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's, it's just basically, you know, that's yeah. what it is. The UFOs are coming and it's, you know, and it's coming down, you know, with it, you know, that they're, they're tied. I'm like, I don't know. I just know that there seems to be this, overlapping theme to where it's like if you see bigfoot one out there there's a really good chance that you're going to see something in the aerial aspect as well yeah people have talked about there's there uh, you know 
is there some sort of relationship between UFO UFO activity and Sasquatch? Um, people have even you know suggested that Sasquatch may be some sort of interdimensional being. You can also look at it as well, maybe all, they're all three of the same because a lot of these you know ETs could be traveling interdimensionally, and maybe your ET is a Sasquatch. So that would make you know all those all those three things the same. <laughs> There's a lot of different ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, Chewbacca. Yeah. It's, it's basically. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> that was such. That was. Such, but no. I, they. I was just what. One of those. I mean, you talked about it. Um, also, like it's one of ones where, your theory about those portals and stuff, mm-hmm. could honestly explain some of the things like the, the presence of the Thunderbirds and the large yeah. flying creatures because because that. And if you want to get into that a little bit, um, because you talk sure. You talk about that in some of your writing and stuff too. It's about this thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, one of the big uh, missing airplanes there, um, there have been many over the years, uh, but one of the more well-known ones that we covered on the television show uh, is the missing Douglas Skymaster from 1950. Because uh, at that point, it had been like one of the biggest search and rescue operations ever. It was, you know, a joint operation between U.S. and Canadian military because they were supposed to be running some, uh, you know, some exercises at the time together. And you know, they basically pulled the troops off of that and said, "Go find this airplane." Um, it was it was a fine day. It was in January. Uh, the plane was uh, headed out of Alaska and was just crossing into Yukon territory in Canada uh, near Snag, and then all of a sudden. They just lost complete contact and they've never found the plane since. And all these people out there looking for it um, was, you know, again, big Douglas Sky Master, 44 people on board. Um, no trace of it whatsoever. And kind of the kicker is that uh, in that same area, just a couple of weeks later, there was a smaller plane that went down and boom, they were able to find that one instantly. But the bigger plane? No, nothing. So people wondered, you know, what happened to this? And one of the ideas is that, you know, it could have passed through one of these portals, kind of like, you know, what Bruce Gurnan went through mm-hmm. down in uh, in Bermuda. So now his was a shorter uh, type of a tra- time travel event. But let's say this Douglas Skymaster goes through a portal, goes to some other point in time, you know, it could be, you know, future or in the past. Well, okay, let's Let's just speculate for a moment. It goes into the past, say 500 years. Just throwing a number out there. Well, what would that look like to the indigenous people of the areas 500 years ago? Because they would have no concept whatsoever of what an airplane is. They would see this massive thing in the sky that's you know very loud. Um, you know, if the thing got damaged or something going through the portal, maybe it's spewing out some sort of um, you know smoke. We don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But in any case, there's this large thing in the sky that kind of looks like a bird that's extremely loud, you know, is that where some of these Thunderbird legends came from? Did they witness something in the sky uh, that, yeah, that actually came from our time? Now, I wish I could attribute this to the right person. Um, just so, FYI, this isn't my original thought. So, okay, um, but they, you know, there's the indigenous tribe right now. It's in the Pacific. It's that um, island where anytime somebody comes, they attack, they attack, you know, if it, somebody tries to go to the island. So it's, it's basically, I want to say it's off of, I want to say it's somewhere around like Indonesia, some where it's a protected thing where people are just, they're told not even to, you know, they're not even allowed to try to approach this island. But that was the same thing. What did they describe a plane as? They've mm-hmm. never seen a plane. They don't know right. what a plane is. You know, a helicopter comes by, a jet boat. I mean, how do they describe it? They don't know these things. So they'd be the same thing. They could be having tails of the giant birds that fly over. 
yeah you know in just in that you know so it'd be the same thing how are they describing it could be an an actual real world thing we could see truly this could be how those <laughs> legends came about well yeah you've uh we have seen this from some of the south pacific islands just from when we were there during world war ii that and they car they call them cargo cults uh, because of the you know the cargo planes would come in and you know what they ended up doing after you know the troops left was they started creating like idols you know and uh, monuments and statues basically built after what they saw and it, you you go there and you look and it's like this is like this is like a monument to a, a World War II plane or you know or, or the troops from back then but to them because it was a complete shock they'd never seen anything like this before it was like the gods to them. Yep. And it kind of like what we were talking about with the time. Um, I was going to ask it earlier and I just got a little sidetracked, but with me, like with the time thing, what are your thoughts on um, the future? I've always felt like going into the future would be the hardest part because that's always in flux because right now I could completely say something different than what I planned on, you know, in the next minute, you know, I, I mean, I could say right now I could say red or I could say blue, you know, at any point that's going to change the future. You know, I, so I feel like that's constantly in flux where the past has already happened, you know, so you can visit that and see it, but it's like the future. That's why I want, I want to say it, there's just so many different variables. Well, yeah, we could get philosophical on that. So if even if you're hemming and hawing, do I say red or do I say blue? And you ultimately sit, you know, decide on blue. Well, maybe you're always meant to say blue anyway, even yeah, though you're hemming and hawing over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's one of those things. I always wondered if that was, right. you know, because I know that's your thing, because it always, to me, it's always just felt like the past something that's concrete. I mean, you go to the back to the future thing. It's like, you can't, you know, mm -hmm. even, you know, the butterfly effect, you know, just brushing a bug away, you know, drastically change, you know, alters the entire thing. Cause now that bug isn't eaten by that bird, which now that bird crashes into the windshield of the truck and kills it. And that was your great grandfather, you know, because right. you, you, yeah, it just, there's so many, you know, you have those different things and that's where I think, with science fiction, there's so many different ones. Like everybody just loves the fact that there's so many different versions of like what paradox, like what, you know, what can you do? What, you, what can't you do? I love the ones where, Oh no, you can literally go up and high five yourself. What's up, bro. Right. Yeah. It's a great job with the, with the paradoxes and there are those, um, those type of movies and shows, you know, they really make you think, you know, about these different types of concepts. And then when we actually have experiences when we see or witness a, a sort of time slip, then it does make you wonder, okay, um, so I just saw the past and they were looking at me. They would be looking at the future in, in that moment. So, you know, did anything really change if they're, if, you know, if they're looking a hundred years into the future, 120 years into the future, did anything change? You know, is it a totally different reality? You know, or um, we've seen some, uh, you know, evidence come out of Antarctica here from the Anita project and the ice cube project where they mm -hmm. have picked up on a, um, a parallel universe running in reverse time. So are we picking up on that? Are we actually seeing this reverse time universe, whatever the heck that looks like? God, that just think about that. That's, just, that's such a trip. I mean, here you have, you basically be going from a, an ultra technologically advanced race to they're heading towards, they're heading towards sticks and stones. They're like going, you know, it's it, it, like, that's what I'm just picturing. It's like, possibly, we're just possibly because we don't know just, how, we don't know how far into the future we're supposed to go. They may still be coming down off of some ultra, 
you know, technological era. And when we look at them, they could still possibly be so far into the future because we don't know where the middle is. Yeah. And just passing each other at some slip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would, I mean, that could be just, that's where we're seeing like some of the crafts that we're seeing that could be just, that's bleeding Good. through. Cause I've often wondered from the TV show fringe, I've often wondered if that's ah, kind of great, great show. Yeah. You know, cause I've often, that's always been my theory. It's just like, because there's some of these cryptids you never see, you know, we don't see bodies. We don't see this crucial evidence that, you know, any type of natural mm -hmm. creature leaves behind. And so I've often wondered if this is just something like there's a bleed over. They've passed through for a brief moment. You capture it, but they've gone back through. Yeah, some yeah. people have theorized that um, that we're what we're seeing are more, you know, ultra terrestrial, something that is, you know, some sort of being or, or person that is already here on Earth, but in some sort of uh, other dimension, or it's actually ourselves from another point in time, and what we're seeing are actually time travel craft. Yeah, and I was gonna um, one of the things too. I was gonna bring up. Do you because you, you talk about it, um, the time traveling hipster. You talk about that yeah. in the book. <laughs> and so, you that know, you fun, have, yeah. yeah, you have some of these ones. Do you believe that these, these are our actual photograph evidence of the time travelers themselves? Or do you think there's other logical explanations? Because we've all seen the video of the lady that looks, I want to say it's from like the 1920s, 30s, that looks like she's holding the cell phone. Right. She holds, she picks up something, puts it to her ear, you know, and then keeps on walking. And people are like, but I've always said, well, what gets a cell phone? There's no cell towers. Exactly. Yeah. How would they be yeah. using it? But maybe we don't yeah. understand how the device works. I mean, yeah, it might not it's be like a Star Trek phone, communicator. Could, right. Yeah. It could be something yeah. like that. Um, you know, it, it's hard to really know for sure. Yeah. You look at the time traveling hipster photo and he does seem really out of place. You know, he's, you know, the, the sunglasses that he has, um, you know, they were, there were very few back in that day, the type of yeah, the type of camera that he's holding again, so very few back him. in that day. You can see him, yeah, right there with the sunglasses. Like I said, he looks like he has a logo shirt, right? With an M, yeah. And there are people that have tried to debunk that with the shirt and say, well, it's actually a um, you know a jersey from a you know Canadian hockey team. And I've looked up the the jersey for that particular team, and it's like, well, but you know the the way that that particular one is embossed is not the way that they did their uniforms like there's some similarities but it would have to have been like a super rare alternate jersey sort of thing which they didn't really do that back then we do it now because you know uh you know clothing companies want to sell all kinds of different uh you know merchandise but they didn't really mm -hmm. do that back then they'd always you know they would be really consistent so it's like you know so maybe he was just you know really styling back in the day and was getting all the newest and greatest things, but it's, it's so scary. yeah. And for anybody that was like, here's a picture that he has in the book as well. Um, that's what I was talking about with the fog and the, you know, yeah. the tunneling the tunnel. that people see yeah. and they hear that, that sound that comes along with it. Um, and for anybody that's like, um, it's a new program. This is the book that we're talking about. Alaska's mysterious triangle. They wrote, you can get that on Amazon. Um, or you can go to his site, MikeRicksecker.com, and it's right there, just right in the front page. You just click buy. It's two days. Two days shows up. That's pretty. pretty <laughs> that's pretty pretty hey, easy like to get. That. Yes. Uh, thank you, Amazon. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, or if you want it now, you know, you get. That's always the Kindle Kindle versions. You know, Kindle, for Instagram. Or it's on audiobook too, if you like listening to your books. And I read. That's it that's that's helpful. Yeah. 
And so that's, but yeah, there, there's several things. Like one, one of the ones, cause I know um, we got to let you go here in about 15 minutes. Uh, one of the ones I wanted to really get with you is out of right now, you know, cause you've got the speaker of the house that disappeared and that Cessna, I think it was a Cessna, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a Cessna. Um, you've got, you know, just all the stories. What was the one that you had the most, uh, you know, I hate saying fun because it makes it sounds like you're, you know, macabre, like you're enjoying people's death and disappearance, but you, you had the, it was the most interesting, let's put it that way. The most interesting thing that you've, you discovered where you're like, Oh my God, you know, and you actually, you know, as a researcher, that's because every now and then you get those words, that yeah. tingling feeling like, Oh my God, I love this. And you just, you couldn't stop writing about it. What, what was that thing out of the book? Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of interesting um, things that have, that have happened there in Alaska. And I, and I really did enjoy covering uh, a lot of different things in that book. And I went down a lot of rabbit holes. Um, like it's some of the, um, the, the maritime stories with the ships, uh, I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting to go uh, down, down that rabbit hole. Um, you have all of these different boats in that area that, you know, one goes missing. They haven't heard from it for a while. So they send another one out to go look for that. And then they send another, and then you have like all these multiple ships out there looking for each other. And they're, they're all meeting with some sort of disaster, uh, which is, you know, absolutely bizarre. You know, they, they finally yeah, heard, you know, from them, uh, you know, one of them, um, one of them actually had a, uh, um, what do they call him, a naturist uh, that was on there. I can't remember his name offhand, but, you know, they're out there looking for these different missing ships while he is hitting the land, talking to a lot of the different uh, indigenous peoples. And so a lot of those interesting legends got uh you know, got passed down. I ended up referring to some of those different legends within the book. So it's like all these, um, you know, all these connections, you know, back to each other. It's like, okay, you know, from, from the missing ships to, you know, this guy picking up on all of these, you know, legends from, you know, the, the natives. And so, um, so that was a rabbit hole that I really just you know, started tumbling down. Yeah. And it's really easy. I mean, cause it's, I didn't even know about, um, I'm trying to the name of the ship now, um, the USS princess. Princess Sophia, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Alaska. Titanic I didn't even know about that until I, I read, you know, I read mm -hmm. the book because, like I said, I made it, made it, like I was telling you before the show, I made it about three and a half chapters in before the book kept hitting me in the nose. Yeah, as I'm laying there, you know, because I just fallen fallen asleep, and but I, I don't think I'd ever, I don't remember ever hearing about this, you know, the ship going down. I mean, because everybody's heard of the Titanic, you know, you hear this, right? But this is the same thing. The SS, you know, Princess Sophia, 1912. You know, the ship goes down. I think 352 people on board. Yeah. Yeah. The only survivor was a dog. Um, you know, that was, and what's a real, uh, shame about it all is you'd think, okay, the ship goes down they're they're drowning, right? They actually suffocated from the oil because the, the oil from the boilers just spilled out all over the place. So they actually suffocated from oil, which is just terrible. Um, and of course they were in freezing cold water, uh, in the middle of a blizzard. So it was just a horrible way to to perish. And, um, you know, it's still bizarre as to how that happened because the the captain of the ship had traveled this uh, this channel of water, you know, countless number of times. And, you know, there's even quotes from him of, you know, where people had asked him, um, you know, how do you navigate this? Because there's a reef right in the middle of the canal. He's like, well, you know, I, I stay over there. 
all the time. Uh, now, the weather conditions had gone crazy. And this is an interesting thing about these triangle areas is, um, and, and this happened, you hear reports out of the Bermuda Triangle as well, where all of a sudden, um, you know, the uh, navigational equipment starts to go crazy, like compasses and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then just after that, all of a sudden, you know, this crazy weather kicks up out of nowhere. So, you know, going, he's going down this uh, channel, the Lynn Canal, and the storm kicks up and it lasted for days, uh, which is one of the things that hurt them. So, you know, no line of sight you can't see. You're going to be using your, uh, your navigational equipment, your compasses and everything. And so, you know, is that where the Alaska Triangle came into play? Because he knew where to put the ship, but ended up right in the middle of the Lynn Canal on top of the reef instead. Yeah, yeah, because that's one one thing that seems to be a common. It's like when we have some of these things, you know, electronic equipment just goes crazy. And I wonder if this, some of this phenomenon somehow is using because your Alaska is so rich in mineral resources. You've mm -hmm. got you know, you know, compasses rely on the magnetic thing. Well, if you have this storm that's kicking up and stuff, you could literally have you know <coughs> where your compass is just you know just going around, and then so you have to go by sight. Well, if it's if the weather is now. Nah, you know, you're having to basically, you know, you're completely, basically in that sense, you know, sailing, flying blind. Yeah. You don't, you don't know where to go because there's no way, there's nothing to navigate by. And so I've often wondered if those are there because you have like, we're, I talked about a little bit, the speaker of the house, mm -hmm. you know, back in the seventies, he goes down, you know, in the plane and they can't find it. Well, there are so many places that a small plane can get swallowed up you know, and just, it disappeared. But that's also what made that Douglas C-50, I think C-54 is a um, thing. You know, that's what made that one so crazy. Why there's, there's nothing. You can't, you can't find any side of it. And that's yeah. where I think that there is like, there's a good chance that it did. It just, you yeah, know, well, even with that Cessna, time. yeah, even with that Cessna, um, you know, they, you know, it disappeared going through the Porter's Pass. So they have, you know, a specific area to look within um, you know, then again, an, another one that ended up becoming the largest search, search and rescue uh, ever. They're utilizing spy planes. And, you know, now it's been 50 years. And even though other planes have gone down through that pass, they've still never encountered, you know, the missing Cessna with Hale Boggs and Nick Begich. It's, it's still mm -hmm. gone to this day. Yeah, and for this, yeah, that was the United States Speaker of the House. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, this, this wasn't, yeah, was this wasn't big, just some local yeah, thing. This was the, this yeah, was this huge. was the yeah, this was third in the line of the presidency went you know yeah. went down on a plane and gone. I mean, so you know, you know, this wasn't just a couple of locals doing the search. This was military. Everybody was looking for this yeah. this plane, and they couldn't. There's no trace at all. Yeah. I mean, it's just gone. Never, this yeah, was in the seventies, so yeah, yeah. So we're not talking like 1940s plane where you don't really have a lot of technology. This is more. This is a more fairly at that time you know fairly modern. I want to say it was what, 72, 73? 72, yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I learned some stuff. From reading. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah they, they, those ones, I mean, I think the one that was the hardest thing to wrap my head around um, from reading your book and stuff too is just, just that scope. I mean, just to think 16,000 people have disappeared. I mean, there's, you can easily do, you know, people are out there, you know, the, the hippies going out there, they want to walk, you know, they're going to, yeah. they're going to get eaten by a bear. They're going to, you know, they're going to fall down a hole, a hole and, you know, they're going to, you're going to have some of those. Where, yeah. yeah. But some of those ones, like you said, the marathon runners where they literally 
there's people everywhere and they just, they're gone. Just they just vanish, infinite, just disappear yeah. and then come back. And, the, you know, and it's just, and you've said it in several times, um, just where, what is it? It's, is it like that thing where maybe that portal opens up and you hear something, you hear so, something that you're unfamiliar with and you look at it and it might, you might end up going through there and through time, you know, you get pushes, you know, you get pushed way in the future, or it could just be, like you said, as simple as a few minutes to an hour and you're yeah, back. You hear, you hear some of these stories because, um, I mean, it doesn't just happen in Alaska. You know, these things happen elsewhere. And there are people that, that come back sometimes. And, mm -hmm. you know, their stories are really interesting. You know, they, maybe they were you know missing for like three days out in the woods and they're finally found. And the stories you hear from these people are really fascinating. They'll just say, yeah, I, I saw something, you know, in the woods or heard something in the woods, you know, just off the path. And I took like two steps off the path, didn't see what I was looking for, went to turn around to get back in the path and join, you know, you know, whomever that they, they were with. And all of a sudden they couldn't find the path. And it was nowhere to be found. They only took a couple steps, you know, so wow. they get transported to somewhere else in the wilderness. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, I just looked at the time. We got to wrap this up here so you can get going. Cause you got your class here at nine. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we talked about, it, and that's going to be um, connecting the universe. It's an interactive class. Um, mm -hmm. You can go there right now. I think, I think I still have it here. Let me put it up on screen here for everybody to see here again. Um, for those who are listening, it's uh, Connected Universe. You can yep. get to that through the connecteduniverseportal.com. And he's yeah. he holds 30, 30 day free course. trial to the uh, where you see amazing community there. That's the membership site. And so that's uh, there's right a 30 day free trial and then uh, $10 a month after that. But you get all kinds of uh, access to, well, I mean, there's the there's the weekly class, but you've got monthly Q&A videos. You have full video travel blogs to Egypt, Ireland, the American Southwest. Um, there's all kinds of articles back there, uh, behind the scenes footage of uh, and sneak peeks of a lot of different projects that I'm working on. So there's there's a lot going on back there. And then you can also follow him, you know, on, you know, there's, there's Mike Ricksicker, you know, it's a public group. You can go there. Mm -hmm. click right here like this join that and it gives a nice little bio of them i mean because you like i said i teased at the beginning you know six years you hosted the edge of the rabbit hole and yeah. you know is that, now is that show still going on no i mean every once in a while we'll pop on and, and do a show but um the consistent week to week uh show that we were doing i just i ended up with too much on my plate and had to uh, had okay. something has to give at some point so yeah and then you can go to youtube the haunted road media mm -hmm. and haunted you can like channel. subscribe Yep, you subscribe there as well. Um, like I said, you can find him, MikeRicksecker.com, ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Like I said, YouTube, like I said, The Haunted Road Media. You can follow him on Twitter, Mike MikeRicksecker. Um, I think we followed you there. I hope so. If not, I'll <laughs> take care of that. Um, I um, will follow you on TikTok as well. And, you know, Instagram, same thing, Mike MikeRicksecker as well there as well. So follow him there. But like I said, for the, the three chapters I've read, I said it's been it's been a great uh, really enjoyed it so far. It's e really easy to read, and so uh, I said it's it's one of those don't don't take me falling on my face is a, a bad sign. That was just because it was eleven thirty at night, and I had to be up at five, so it was Oof. it was yeah, it was definitely it was time to go to sleep. But it's it very fascinating, but you know well do well done. Um, I just, the layout of it is fan you know fantastic. I mean you've got. So I said, I, I do recommend this. Um, I'm very 
slow on them, but I will get a review out to you. I promise. I appreciate I, I prom- that. I promise. I will. I will. As I said, people tell you I'm very slow at getting to those, but I will get to it. Thank you. But yeah, I, pr- I appreciate it. Um, I said, we may, we need to do a show on shadow people too. So I might yeah, pick absolutely. up that book and bring you on there as well. And I said, love to have you back on, but let you go get to your class. All right. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much. And you guys said, have a great night. I really appreciate being on. You guys take care. Hey, thank you. All right. Have a great night. All right. You too. Bye. All right, everybody. And Hey, so Brian, if you're still on, just want to show you the sticker, the porn stash stickers came in. <laughs> So we have, we have the three beards porn stash stickers now. So we do have those, those did come in. So he got those, but yeah, no, it's everybody. I'm truly really good book. Really good book. Um, it's, I said that for those, there's lots of pictures, so you don't have to go research things. So whenever you see it, it's, he, he does have the pictures that coincide with it. So you can actually see where he's talking about the different, the different people he's talking about, um, sites they um i appreciate that guys you know carla carlos brian um king mark china harlan mona thank you for all the comments uh just appreciate you guys tuning in um jaron as well you know he was there he was commenting quite a bit uh we also had ma allen on there at we let's see who else am i missing i think we also had i'm trying to look here we had a couple other couple other people uh, but then, and Ryan, Ryan, um, who's go, he, he tuned in and Julianne, thank you. So, but everybody appreciate it. You can help support the show too, by doing stars. And then there's also Ryan, he's our first subscriber. He actually, um, subscribed on there. So we actually really appreciate him doing that. That helps support the show as well. And that's 99 cents. Uh, I think, I think it's just a month if I'm not mistaken. Somebody get that message. <laughs> Yeah, it's, but yeah, those, I like Mona, I just saw your comment. Those polar bears are relentless. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, but that's, you know, if you want to go right over there, um, you can support him and watch those shows. Uh, he's got those, and then those classes, they, they seem really fascinating, and he seems to do a really amazing job with those as well. Did you watch but, that movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once yet? Uh, I don't think I have. It was really good, and it had a lot to do with uh, different timelines. And so we went into the movie never seeing a trailer, <clears throat> never seeing anything. And I was like, all right, let's go check it out. And at first, it looked really, like, cartoony. Like, all right, come on now. But as it progressed, you're like, holy shit, this is happening. It was, like, different timelines doing different things, and you have to do certain things to get it, – it was really good. It really, really good. Lots of good-known actors in there, too. So, Welcome, welcome Florida man. This is going to be a – Official, official on the sixth. So, when we get there, we'll get you that sticker out to you there, sir. Since you were the one that created the image for us. So, yeah, porn stash. So, once again, I'm rocking, I'm rocking the Prince gear. It's just hey, yeah, Ryan, put on there. Yes, the soundtrack for the Batman movie was a very underrated thing. Bat dance was, you know, like I said it was pretty, pretty good. Um, is I I would I would assume so. I I'm assuming that especially on the different timeline, and it's that you know that was probably a career choice with that porn stash. <laughs> so it was that the career choice matched. They matched it. So yeah, but no, it was. It, it's one of those. It's one of, one of those things where it's I you know I don't I don't know. I mean it's 
it's going to look so weird when you have to shave that off when you have to completely, you know, because right now you're cheating, you know, because you're, you're <laughs> off, off, off time. Yeah. You're going to be losing it. And I'm going more gray. I've really got the stripes <laughs> stripe sections going on here. I've got a patch right here and right here. Just, it's like, I've got these three. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's, I'm going gray. It's gotta be the kids. It's gotta be. Well, it's like, you know, my girlfriend's always like, Oh, I think it's BS. It's just, it's, it's an old tradition. My brother, my brother said it. He's like the masks fit over beards, but I guess it's just a thing. I was like, it needs to be changed because <laughs> I think mean, it looks better, but you know, it's professionalism. So you got to keep it that way. Hellbent, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Just for a minute. Hey, that's, that's one of those. She likes the salt and pepper look. So we, we're going to keep, we're going to keep it. Yeah. Like I said, you got to keep, yeah, got to keep, got to keep her happy. That's what I said. You don't want to, you know, if she, if she tells it, it's like, you know, Hey, I want you to color it. I'm, I'm not going to be, I, it, I don't want to get in trouble for this. I'm not going to do like George Norrie and it's just almost black and it looks completely fake. And you can tell that's not a natural color. I go, I, I'd probably do the just a touch of gray to where you get some of it, you know, some of it out, but honestly, can we be it's honest? Gonna be like, it's going to be jet black. <laughs> it's gonna be like... yeah. Can we, can we be honest that just for, just for a minute, I've just, that touch of gray. How does that work? Does the color know what hair to attach it to? I mean, it just, you're putting on hair dye. How does it know? Like, nope, I can't. That's too many hairs in a row. I can't keep coloring. I got to stop for a second. You know, one, two, three, skip. One, two. I, I just, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's what I, I always look at it. That's the good thing yeah. about like gingers. Cause my mom, she's like, I let my hair go out. I'm going gray. If you look at it, it's gold. Because it's red, you know. So yeah, I'm like, you're more of a cayenne pepper, you know. So yeah. it's like, well, it's, it, it, you don't go, you don't go gray. It's like, especially redheads, you you yeah. go from you go from red to it's like that really really pay, you know, like really light, and then it goes white. Yeah. There's no gray. There's it, it's, you, you you go to white, and so yeah, go to super go to super cuts. They'll color it for you. <laughs> super cuts. Yeah, I, don't, I, I go to uh, see, sports see, clips. Like I said, it's not it's not that bad. I need to. I need to work on this. I'm a little, little sports slacker on that. That part of the shaving. That that's the extent right here, and here is the extent of the shaving. And that's yeah. That's a that the rest of the stuff. It's just you know trim it up. But this yeah, it's we're we're gonna have some good shows coming up. I mean, I'm gonna be on tomorrow night with Into the Outer Realms. I'll be with Joey and Reverend Michael J S Carter. We're gonna be talking about the nine that. The nine-page disclosure document um, Marco, Marco Rubio um, asked for. So we'll be talking about where where it disappointed, where you know if there was anything that was exciting about it. We're just going to kind of deep dive into that one, and then next week we've got Dan Duke and maybe his sister. I'm not sure. Um, we'll be talking about his latest book nice. that, that's out, and so that that's going to be really interesting. And then on. The 18th of this month, um, we are going to, me and Joey are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. I, I was really fascinated. The Voynich Manuscript. This is, this is a really, really interesting thing. This is, this is a, basically a um, grimoire that just showed up out of nowhere. And it just showed up. Nobody, here's some pictures of it. Nobody knows who wrote it. Nobody knows how to translate it. Hmm. It's never been translated. And so these, it's a language that nobody knows. Um, to me, it's always kind of looked almost, 
you know, like Elvish script. But it's a really, really fascinating, you know, really fascinating story. And so we'll be talking about that as well. Yes, um, Brian. <laughs> that new sports clip looks like hookers are wait, working on you. Where? Because the ones I go to are not look like hookers. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, just, yeah, and this, yeah, with this, and, and this one, actually, this was not a bad deal. Um, I think this book, I'm not mistaken. I want to say it was $25 on Amazon. Yeah, it's not a bad deal at all. It's a really nice book. Hardcover. It's, uh, you know, hardcover. You can hear it. Um, it's real, just full color photos. Um, they, sh they just, you go, you go through it. I, I said, I, I recommend it. And it's the forwards by Dr. Stephen Skinner. Inter um, introduction by, um, I think it's Dr. Rafat. Prinky and Renee Zandbergen, I think is um, who it is, but it's uh, just the Voynich manuscript. So that was, I do recommend that. Yeah, that's, and Julia, that's, that's exactly it. It's, um, I was surprised too, because normally you see it about 40 to $50. Oh, look at the buddy. Look at that. <laughs> killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh. Hi. Yep. He's not camera. Hey. Now, for anybody that doesn't know, what's the breed? I'm trying to get her face like it. Oh, God. All right, goodbye. I'm just, you know, I don't want to get, um, you know, don't want to spoil too much for the show coming up. Um, I'm, I'm that I'm that one part, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I said I haven't gotten to that part really in the research yet. Um, but it just where it's actually, but just. There's a lot of mystery just around this esoteric codex. I mean, it, it just it's a it's really a fascinating thing. Just it's like if it's somebody that's complete, you know, just completely nuts and just wrote just random scribbles, and so that's why it has no meaning. But I'm surprised, especially in the day today's day with AI, that they have not been able to crack you know crack it and actually decipher it. So it's you know. I, there's lots of theories, everything from ancient. Oh, look at the face. You will not look at the camera. Oh, God. That's one of those where you, you got to have the treat or something right below the camera. There is a piece under this camera. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that's, you got to do that. To... No, so we'll be good. But just, uh, you know, everybody just want to th thank, thank everybody for watching. I mean, really, pre really appreciate it. And the, you know, you, I'll get get a better on this part here. You know, check us out on all the social media shows. Uh, you know, shows. Check our shows on social media. You can go to you can go to YouTube. Um, you can go where Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, obviously, you know, you watch us here or there, but just check check everything out. Um, it's and then Sir Sir Brian Bowden. It's like it's angelic or light script. That's also one of the theories too. Is that it's um, you know, and we'll get into that too, is where it could be of, you know, of just a supernatural origin. It could be one of the theories too, is that it was from like other dimension, other planets that somebody had it and, you know, basically like lost their book. And that's how it ended up, you know, ended up coming into the hands of people. Um, Cause it's one of those, it's just one of those things where it's just it, if it isn't real, it is one of them 
fantastic works of, you know, just the drawings of botany and just all the, just all the lettering. I mean, it's, it's right there. Uh, Tolkien, you know, doing, creating the Elvish language, you know, just so, so, I mean, that's, that's one of those things where it's, it's really impressive. So I, I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So we'll be talking about that on the 18th. And then I can't remember what show we have after Dan. I'm just, I want to say it might be, it might, might be toxic nation where we have lady talking about the, the dangers with the food supply, the, you know, stuff where a lot of the stuff we're eating is not good for us. I mean, between GMOs and everything. So we're going to try to get, see if we can't get the overlords in for Facebook, you know, upset with us with that, that episode talking about what they're doing. And Laura, thank you for the stars. Appreciate that. That, that, that's, yeah, that means a lot. That's how, you know, that's how we, we're going to fund this operation, hopefully. So they like said, really appreciate that. Now you can also on patreon.com. That's another way you can do it. You go there forward slash three beards podcast. You can support us that way, or you can go to either our site, three beardspodcast.com or go to redbubble.com forward slash three beards podcast and buy some merchandise there. I might be up. I'm thinking I'm going to upload this too. So that way for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, that way I can upload the porn stash sticker. So that way, if you want that on something, you know, if you want to support the porn stash, you know, you can, you can pick it up, pick it up that way too. But it's where, well, uh, let's see if I always forget this one. ERRT radio every, every Wednesday at 11 o'clock support, you know, you can watch us there on courtesy of Ron on there. So, Check that out uh, if you want to re-listen to theirs or just go to YouTube. But just everybody, like, subscribe, comment. Those things, that seems to just be the magic key. If you see it, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Um, just make sure you like it. it. takes no time at all. Just click that like button. But then just simple comments like, hello. Just saying hello. You know, it just shows the interaction. And that's that seems to really work good. And, oh, yeah, Laura, yeah, the, the stash. She loves the stash. And that's, yeah, that's what we, we started when we first started this show, that's the thing I was going to say. I was, I was like, that's going to be the, that's going to be the focal point. We're just going to, we're going to use that as, that's kind of that hook, get everybody there. So, but then, so everybody can see it. See, Prince. That's the truth. Purple phase today. Purple. Everything's purple. Drink is purple. Ah, just, yeah, it's it's one of gone too soon. Really? Yeah, that's um, yep. Yeah, I just Julie here. What she's talking about? Um, yeah. See, you're gonna have to tune in when we do that one with Joey. Yep, yeah, that's a. It was because I believe it, currently it's in the hands of Yale University, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this. Yeah, that's that's. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, the only, the only one I actually honestly have trouble wearing is pink. I'm not sure why I have trouble wearing that color. I'm not sure what it is. It's pink, you know, purple. Yeah, I got no problem with that at all. It's, it's, I saw this shirt at Walmart and I was like, ah, oh, I gotta have a print shirt. It's, I listen to Metallica. I listen to all the thrash metal and stuff like that. But I, I'm an absolute fan of Prince. I've got, I've got all the songs. So that's, yeah, it's. Yep, and then that was um, Julie was saying in the trunk. Yeah, I think that's where it was discovered. And it was just 
it's just basically a tome and they, they took it back and they just, nobody has deciphered it yet. And so, but everybody appreciate you watching. Thank you so much. We are going to wrap it up right now. And like I said, we are going to be back next week with Dan, Dan Duke, you know, talking about his latest book. And like I said, check it out tomorrow. If like I said, if you guys want to into the outer realms, check, check me out. I'm going to be on there with Reverend Michael J.S. Carter and Joey Medea. And we're going to be talking about the disclo UFO disclosure I'm hearing where they, and they issued that nine page disclosure document. Yeah. Well, you know, Laura, men wear pink. Well, I, I know, I just don't know what it is. It's just, it's something I just, I think maybe it's just cause I don't really care for the color. Maybe that's why I don't like to wear it. I don't know. It's not, not afraid of the color. I'm not like, it's one of those things like, oh, I feel weird wearing it. No, it's just, I just never really cared for it. It's just one of those things. It's, it's one of those things. It's, I have a hard time wearing that, that in red. I don't know what it is. Something about the red shirts. I'm not really a big fan of red. So it's, I don't know. It's apparently it's, I mean, it's not that I'm afraid of sticking out because obviously I wouldn't do the show. It's, but yeah, it's so, well, Chris was on vacation, so he'll be back next week. So go Mason. He's they're heading out to junior Olympics. So hope and root, root him on. He's going to be throwing javelin. I think he might be doing the four by four relay, but I know he's doing javelin for sure. So rooting on little young Mason there, you know, hopefully he'll come back, you know, come back with, with a high placement. If not, like I said, he, he def either way, he made the junior Olympics. So that's, that's a huge accomplishment just in itself. And so now if he can keep moving up, you know, he'll do even better the next year. So thanks everybody for watching. Really appreciate it. We will see everybody on the next one. Good night.